All right, welcome to B&T Talk Sports. I'm T, I'm here with B. What's up, Ben? Not much. Just enjoying the new year here at home, just sort of hanging out, watching sports, so it's been good. Has been good, and it's been quite a bit. It's been a few weeks since we last recorded an episode. Uh, it's just been It's just been too busy. hard to make it work. Yeah. Uh, Family vacations, Christmas time, New Year's, family coming into town. It's just been nuts. But uh, now we can finally take a step back, relax, focus on sports. Yeah. You know, do what we do it's best. Be- it's the best thing to focus on. Yeah, do what we do best, which is analyzing sports. Because yes, we are clearly so good at that. We um, are. We're very good. But let's... Uh, let's, let's talk a little, I think obviously the main ones, not much is, NBA is not really trending to be all that interesting. No, it's just, it's NBA regular season. It's just, it's wait and see, you know? Yeah. Especially right now that's post Christmas. Yeah. Now and college football will be wrapping up here next week. NFL. NFL's. In the height of its, um, in the height of its season, right with yeah. about to be playoffs. Yeah, last week the regular season here, and then playoffs. Yeah, so, so like for me, and the, for me, the NBA doesn't really start until like All Star break. Like then yeah. I can focus on it a little more, but not much to say there. Obviously, college basketball has been uh, very entertaining as as always um but i think the biggest headliners and maybe some recency bias to college football tcu had has a big win over michigan georgia squeaks one out versus ohio state and so we'll have our national championship georgia versus tcu and then nfl storylines do you want do we want to go into what we saw from these past semifinal games and yeah. preview the championship a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, we can do that. So, last yeah, we'll talk college football first and we'll get into NFL and then any other extracurriculars. Um, yeah. Let's go start that first game in the Fiesta Bowl, was it? The, yes. I guess it doesn't matter what. I don't even know why they name no, the semifinal games as like actual bowls, but so... Let's start out. Um, Michigan TCU. Michigan TCU. And I think it's safe to say we both did not think what happened would happen. No. And it took a while. I step, I, I kept thinking Michigan would just come back in and win it. But um, the thing is, is TCU was just definitely better than Michigan. I think that was just very clear. Um, they just came out of the gate. Um, I think a big turning point for me is when they ran the ball up the middle. Um, I love Tyler Gregory. Hey, oh, we got Will. A Will Hammond's we, appearance. Yeah, we got a podcast. special special guest, Will. Hey, Will, do you want to say hi on our podcast? Hello, podcast. Hi. It's just recording <laughs> you right now. Just your voice. Your voice. My name. My, my name. I'm a Hello, Tyler Gregory. Hello, Will <laughs> Wait, I, I didn't know we'd be blessed with this yeah, I didn't special either. guest appearance. Um, yeah, we're, we're just talking sports, Will. We're talking TCU. Do you, do you have any thoughts? 
Sports. 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 That's a good thought. That's a great thought. Thank you, William Hammond. Man, we're um, so lucky. He's such a busy guy with a busy schedule. Will yes. Hammond was able to come on the pod. He um, us with his presence. Yeah, the, what a great analysis. You want to talk more about that, about sports? What, 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 what's your thought on that? Yeah, um, so <laughs> I, think, I think it was just obvious that uh, I think for me, you know, when they had that long run by Donovan Edwards at the beginning, I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And then they get down to the red zone. Michigan, a, right? Yeah, Michigan. Yep. They, they call a a timeout for that fourth and goal, and then they run the Philly special that gets sniffed out. And then really things went downhill from there. I think kind of fumbling the bag to start that game and not converting to get that touchdown, I think really changed that game. Yeah, I... TCU just sort of like was like, okay, you're not going to convert there. Well, we're just going to punch you in the mouth. I think it was it a TCU player that said that they knew TCU knew that they had Michigan mm-hmm. once they did that trick play on that fourth and goal early, like on their first drive in the game, because it's like you only do that if you're kind of scared Agreed. or something. And they're like, once they once they did that, we knew we had them. Yeah. And so, uh, but honestly, I. You know, you say that TCU was definitely the better team, and they were, obviously, they won, they outperformed, but there was also an aspect of uh, Michigan just shot themselves in the foot so many times. Yep. Um, for example, two pick sixes. Um, yeah. And then fumbling on the one-yard line. And just yeah. crucial mistakes like that, which you mm-hmm. just can't do. In that, on that, in on that, that stage, yeah. on that stage, and credit to TCU for making big plays. When they they also, they, I think, a big thing is TCU capitalized on every single one of those. It felt like it felt like they, it just felt like they were in control. Yeah, it was the uh, the game was dictated by them, and they were the ones who were in control of this game basically the entire time after that. Uh, after the Philly special didn't work on fourth down. Um, so yeah, I was very shocked. I think I've been a doubter of TCU the entire time. Um, you know, I've just kept thinking they'd lose, kept thinking they'd lose. Then they, you know, made the college football playoff and I was like, okay, they're going to get crushed in the college football playoff. Um, and they didn't. And so I am, I am now no longer going to doubt TCU in terms of like disrespecting them. Not saying that I'm going to like think they're going to win necessarily against Georgia, but I'm now not like that's impossible. Yeah. The you thing, know? the thing is in TCU has done it all year. And I think I might have said this, um, on air, maybe on a couple occasions, or maybe I just haven't, but TCU, the, just the way they play and the way they coach and the way their players are, they are able to stay in the game. Yeah. They, they are never out of the game. And so, it is wow. Uh, Caleb Williams is unreal. Yeah, so we are live. We're watching live right now the USC versus Tulane, and that was a great play. Yeah, early, that's early Holmes type stuff. Early in the second quarter, and the Tulane fans are doing surrender Cobra on the third and twenty-two. Caleb Williams escapes pressure, goes literally to the sideline, throws about forty-yard dot. Yeah, as Bordeaux would say. Um to the goal line. So anyway, that, that was pretty distracting, but, um, 
and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being distracted by amazing Heisman-like plays. Yes. So, and I think, and um, I think this now might be a good time not to get too off topic, but and in case we haven't mentioned this already, Caleb Williams is good. And I'm sorry, Caleb Williams, for thinking that you weren't good or not as good as Dylan Gabriel. I still think Dylan Gabriel is a very solid quarterback, and I'm not mad at my take. Mm. You know, I'm not mad about my take, but I, I think credit's due where credit needs to be due. Yeah. So like this is the number one pick next year type guy. Yeah. He's best quarterback coming out of the draft. And, and yeah. You can make a case Bryce Young is great. I, I think I think I, I would maybe make I think you could maybe make the case that Caleb Williams might go one this year if he can. Yeah. But but anyway, anyway, um, but back back to TCU. That the way they play is that they they'll stay in the game. Yeah. Um, which is kind of an Achilles heel, or I guess no, that's not the right expression. It's a double edged sword because yeah. it can benefit you against really really good teams. I mm-hmm. honestly TCU might not be better than yeah but then they are able to stay in the game and then win but then earlier this season when tcu was playing like teams that weren't as good as them baylor for example yeah uh they squeaked that one out um i mean texas tech west virginia kansas state the first go around those were all 10 point wins yep so like tcu you know they keep it close but like they, they're you're always in the game. They're very gritty like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but one thing I was not super impressed with Max Duggan. So I wonder if this next game against Georgia, if he will maybe have a, he didn't have a bad game. But I just wasn't impressed. He didn't do a ton, which like in a way, like that's almost. I think that's where you might be going with this as like. They controlled that game, and it wasn't even an issue. And Max Duggan wasn't that good. Yeah, you well, know, Quentin, like, Quentin Johnston was amazing. He's the best receiver in the country, and uh, it's not close. Like 163 yards on six, six catches. catches for a touchdown. And he had that a long, long touchdown. 76, averaging 27.2 yards per and, and there are times where Michigan did a corner blitz yeah. with the corner that was on Quentin Johnston. Yeah. Like, why? Like, why would you ever leave that man open even for a second? Yeah. You know? Um, so there's just some mind-boggling plays that Michigan did that, um, that, yeah, it was just they didn't step up when they needed to. And, frankly, they were outcoached, outplayed. And score shows it. Um, and I'm happy for TCU. Like, I'm glad that you said this. Yeah. And I'll repeat it. It's good for college football. It is. That we have, like, a new team we had from a, a we new had conference. The sort of, like, outsider fourth team that got into the playoff won. Yeah. That's never happened. They get blown out every time. So, for yeah. them to win was huge. Speak, it was great. And speaking of – College football blowouts. Even the uh, Ohio State Georgia game was not a blowout. Both we were blessed yeah. with two amazing games. Amazing games. It's the best college football playoff combined terms. of the two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that I don't have much to say. What are your thoughts on Ohio State Georgia? Um, my main thought was this, and why I I was someone who picked I picked Michigan against the spread. 
but I had Ohio State covering and making this a close game, which they did. I just don't think this Georgia team is the Georgia team that everyone had this like thought, like this Georgia team's last year's Georgia team. No, it's not. It's not even close to as good as last year's team. The, last year's team was just so dominant defensively, and this team's not. Georgia does have a good defense, but... It does, but it's not generationally good like last year's Georgia defense. Yeah, but... and Their best player... CJ Stroud is good. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Ibuka and Marvin Harrison Jr., even Julian Fleming, you know... Ohio State scores 20 or 21 against last year's Georgia defense. Yeah, and they don't even have... I know, not that he's been a yeah. big part of their offense this year, but Jackson Smith and Jigba or uh, or Travion Henderson, yeah. who would have been their top, who was their top running back coming into the year. Yeah, so so it's, but yeah, I I totally agree. Georgia does have good defense, but Ohio State and, does not. And Ohio State has a good offense. Yes, too. To so not to take credit away from them, but yeah, I think I was kind of with you. I kind of thought. Georgia was vulnerable, yeah. and obviously that showed. But man, man, I want Ohio State to win that. I because I not that I hate Georgia, you know, yeah. um, but there is kind of this dislike because obviously they're, they're the defending national champions, they're yep. the favorites. Obviously, you're going to root for the underdog. Yeah, but is Stetson Bennett just unlikable now? His Last year, he was America's hero. Well, the problem is everyone tries to make him out to be that he's still an underdog. And yeah. he's not. When, when you're an underdog and then you like have the ultimate triumph, you, you become not an underdog. Anymore. Yeah. And he still tries to pull that card. So that's where like my slight annoyance for him comes in. But he played he played well when he needed to. Yeah. Um, I think that was a great example of people who try to talk about how great Stetson Bennett is. Like Stetson Bennett's among these... Not that many people, but some people do it. It's like there were, you know, the numbers look different. The numbers would tell you that Stetson Bennett was similar to C.J. Stroud. It's not comparable. C.J. Stroud's way better in another league than Stetson Bennett is. Um, But Stetson Bennett made the plays he needed to at the times he needed to uh, in order to win the game. Uh, I also think Kirby Smart's a better coach than Ryan Day. I think Ryan Day put them in a position to win, but in some important spots, I think he made, I mean, nothing just absolutely single-handedly, like, atrocious, but just little, like, just little things towards the end where, you know, C.J. Stroud gets them to, like, the 30 with, like, you know, 30 seconds left, and then Ryan Day's like, well, I'm not going to move the ball anymore. Yeah, that, um, like, I was, that was ridiculous. I was going to ask for your thoughts on that. Just on so that dumb. last drive itself, yeah. I mean, that's way too much to ask a kicker to make. In that moment. In that moment. 50 yards. A 50 yard. That's not even easy, if it's, no matter what. Yeah, if it's maybe in the 30, like, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, he would have missed that kick from wherever. Well, he, kick, but I think, I think if it's 35 yards, he's there's some more composure there and he's not pushing it. Well, yeah, know? exactly. Well, cause the, he makes a 48 yarder, I believe yeah, yeah. earlier and it did not have a ton of power. Like it, no, it kind of snuck in there. Like there's, there's kickers that they'll kick a 55 yarder and 
and it's good from yeah. 65 or yeah, yeah. 75 it looks like yeah uh he kicks a 48 yard that maybe was good from 50 yeah like it, it was barely and so i kind of thought to myself um that that's a long field goal if he's struggling to make a 48 yarder so the fact that they were so content with the um with the position with the field position they had that late in the game, that important of a game, that important of a moment, uh, really shocked me. I I feel bad for the kicker, but mm-hmm. also in a way I don't, you know, because it's like it you know, sucks. It's not it's not, it's not like life or death, you know. But yeah, he lost that kick would have won them the game, yeah. but that kick didn't lose them the game. You no, know? no. I mean, also like they were up twenty one seven. Let Georgia come back in the game. Then they were up again by multiple possessions late in that game. Let them come back and do the game. Yeah. Ohio State should have absolutely won that game. I think they were definitely the better team that night. But Georgia winning that game tells you all you need to know. They're just sort of the new Bama. Yeah. They just close out games like that. They just find a way to win when they were not the better team the entire time. Yeah. And that comes down to Kirby Smart. That comes down to the talent they have the moxie they have and just where they are as a program right now. They're, they're that team now. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like the Patriots. You just always feel like you're like, I hate this team, but they're really good. And even when it looks like they're going to fall, they find a way to do it. And I'm curious to see who's going to, uh, what's the word? Secede mm-hmm. or come after Stetson Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as, as their quarterback, because obviously that's a very important position in football. So yeah. I'm curious to see who's going to take that role next year. So, and if I were to guess, most college football fans across the country, unless you're in the state of Georgia, they're going to be rooting for TCU. Oh next yeah, Monday. for sure. For so sure. we will. I guess we'll just have to see. Um, what happens? Obviously, Georgia's the better team. Yeah, but like we've already discussed. But like, wasn't Michigan and wasn't Kansas State? You know, yeah, like we just exactly. keep thinking that, and it's not true. Um, I think saying else that I I want to make a comment on is that Georgia. Something that should give them some concern is that they had a couple of they have two guys in particular, premier defensive players top 10 picks the best defensive interior defensive lineman uh in the country jalen carter who'd be a top who's going to be a top five pick and kelly ringo who was the top corner uh supposed to go top 10 kelly ringo and jalen carter got their butts handed to them just got destroyed Uh, specifically jalen carter you know they're they were game planning. Ohio State was game planning to try to take him out of the game. Yeah. Right? They're like, let's double him. And especially Ohio State is a talented team that two Ohio State players, it's going to be hard for one Jalen Carter to beat him. With that being said, it, with Kelly Ringo, they're just like, cover their re- top receiver one on one. And he just couldn't do it. Yeah. And it's like, are you even like. Like, Marvin Harrison Jr. destroyed Kelly Ringo. Uh, you know, Egbuka destroyed the Georgia DBs. The Georgia DBs were just getting toasted. Uh, it started with Kelly Ringo, but 
Yeah, Ibuka, Marvin Harrison Jr., Fleming, those guys were just eating the Georgia DB's lunch. Um, and that is something that I – that if I'm a Georgia fan, I'm nervous about. And if I'm a TCU fan, I'm excited about is Quinton Johnson possibly being able to abuse that matchup. Yeah, and um, that – and kind of going off that, TCU has nothing to lose. Nope. She has nothing to lose. They could lose. They could lose. They could lose by fifty, and everyone be like, "Well, that sucks," but good for them. Yeah, you know. No, they have nothing to lose, and so I think that Big Twelve style offense. Yep. Does Duggan step up? I hope he does. Yeah. Again, he didn't have a bad game, but he didn't have the game that Stroud had. No. Or that Steven Stetson. No. But he wasn't had. himself. Which I think says a lot to TCU that they could win. Yeah. But they will need TCU specifically. Not TCU. Max Duggan will need to be better. Yeah. If they want to win. Yeah, agree. So I, I'm excited. It'll be a super fun game. What do you what what is your what is your should we give score predictions? Score predictions. Oh man. This is of no indication of what I'm wanting. Because I want TCU to win, mm-hmm. but I predict a thirty-one to twenty-four victory mm-hmm. by Georgia. I a very respectable game, but Georgia kind of has it in control. But TCU is within striking distance the whole game. Yeah, I was going to say the same. A similar score. I was going thirty-one twenty-one. Uh, just a good game. I think Georgia maybe gets. Uh, here, here's just a. I'm just gonna go with it's 24-21. TCU's driving. Duggan has to force something. Pick six. Kelly, I'm gonna say Kelly Ringo is. You know they does a little better on Quentin Johnson, but still kind of struggles. But he's a he's a Trayvon Diggs interception seeking type corner. He had the pick six last year to beat Bama. To add, to seal it against Bama, uh, when Bama was down, Bama needed to go down, score a touchdown. He took it to the house. I'm gonna say Kelly Ringo does that again, part two. But if TCU is as competitive as Bama was last year, I think we're all happy. And I think, you know, the spread is 13, so we both have TCU covering. Them. Yeah. So. And I would agree with that for yeah. sure. I really want to say that I think TCU is gonna win and. Right after those games, I think I was sort of convinced myself, but I just can't. I can't say that if nah. we're being objective. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Objectively, you know, like if if I had to, you know, bet the house, I'd go Georgia. But yeah, I'm 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 a horn frog. Yeah, I'm a horn frog all the way. Big Twelve all the way. So, but uh, other than that, Rose Bowl tonight, um, Penn State, Utah. I'm really excited for that. Um, yeah. It's just, I don't want to get too into this, but I just love hating Utah. It's fun. Yeah. And I think. And I love the Rose Bowl. And I love the, I also love the Rose Bowl. It's um, nice to have a really strong rooting interest in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And Utah, Ohio State, that was a great Rose Bowl last year. Yeah. I, I almost feel like there's, n- you know, knock on wood, if I can find some here. I almost feel like there's never a bad Rose Bowl game. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe the exception of Stanford kicking Iowa's butt. But yeah, to see to Stanford 
Or, yeah, McCaffrey. Yeah, you got to just watch McCaffrey. Just that was that. awesome. So, yeah. I I, um, I really hope, honestly, I hope it's boring for my sake and that Penn State just crushes Utah. Yeah. Because as a BYU fan, I just can't even stand to have Utah be close to winning. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about them winning. But, um, I, I, but it's going to be a good game. And I, I'm scared because I think Utah will win. Um, but I guess we'll just see what happens. Um, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, USC Tulane's on right now. Is there any other Outback Bowl, which is now called a different bowl, but it's Mississippi State, so, yeah. Illinois Bowl. Yeah. LSU's crushing Purdue in the Citrus. Um, so, yeah. But... That's right. Twenty one nothing. There's Early there's plenty of time. The they can they cut it to fourteen, like a fourteen point lead going to halftime, like twenty eight fourteen. There's still plenty of time. But um Caleb Williams is launching and Oh, oh he didn't catch that. Dang had it. a wide open guy got him in stride. Man. Did not catch it. Um anyway. So, NFL. Let's let's talk a little NFL. Um let's do some uh, bigger storylines from my end, and then we'll go maybe more so your end. I, for example, I, I don't want to get too much into Zach Wilson and, and the Jets, um, but I want Zach Wilson to leave the Jets because I think it's obvious now that Mike White is not that guy. No. It happened last year where Zach Wilson was sad. Mike White has one amazing game because there's no tape on him, then sucks the rest of the time. Same thing happens again, but yet somehow Zach Wilson's a great scapegoat. Just hope he goes elsewhere. Another storyline, the Chargers have been on fire. Yeah. Their defense has finally come together. And again, maybe it's my BYU bias, Kyle Van Noy, Michael Davis. Yeah, they've been great. Um, uh, But obviously, and Joey Bosa's back. Um and, you know, you handle the Rams handily yesterday. Um, they And they're looking pretty good. Uh, I mean, they're just getting hot at the end of the season, which is just a good feeling. Um, so maybe they can make a run. Maybe, like, a Bengals-type run. Yeah. Where they're not the best team, but, you know, you make a run. Uh, Bills, Chiefs are the two best AFC teams, obviously, and are the scariest, but Bengals, I think ba- have to be thrown in there. Bengals. Yeah. Are, um, they've really picked it up this, this second half of the season, which has been really great to watch They're, You know, I don't like dislike the Bengals. I don't love the Bengals, but they're, it's like, Oh, the Bengals are doing well. I like yeah. that. You know, they're, I don't dislike any of those. Teams. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then kind of more long storylines for you is Lions have been on fire. Yeah. Talk about being on fire. The Lions have put themselves who have who will have thought that, you know, we're New Year's the day after New Year's and we're talking about that the Lions have a very legitimate chance of making the playoffs. Yes. Um for that last spot in the NFC it's between Seattle uh, Green Bay and the Lions. Lions play at Green Bay at Lambeau this next week. If they win, they need Seattle to lose to the Rams to get in. If the Packers win, they're in. If the Seahawks win and the Lions win, the Seahawks are in. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. 
you know, I'm sort of in a place right now where it's like I'd love the Lions to make the playoffs, but I think what's more important than that is making sure Green Bay is not in the playoffs. Um, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a noted hater of ayahuasca boy Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> so I want to put him in his grave, that old man. Finish Spe- him off. Speaking of hot, the Packers are pretty hot too. They are. Um, I will counter they... that by um, by being unreasonable and explaining why all of these things, why we should actually discredit their <laughs> them being quote unquote hot. <laughs> Um, so it started with, you know, they've won four in a row, right? They beat the Bears. Congrats. Okay. Anyone can do that. Correct. They beat the Rams. Also, congrats. Okay. Basically, everyone can do that. I'm not hopeful that the Rams will beat Seattle, but I think with Baker Mayfield, there's at least a chance. The Dolphins, congrats. You only won that game because you played against a concussed QB who didn't know what was happening. So he threw three interceptions in the second half and you still only won by six. And then yesterday you played a bottom half of the NFL team. And the Vikings? Yes. That's, that's a bold statement. It's not because whenever they play anyone good, this happens. Uh, They're terrible. And, you know, we have to watch. This is going to be a mini rant. I try to avoid rants here. But you see Kirk Cousins with the, you like that? Or, ooh-wee, when he was on the Redskins. And then with the Vikings, the iced-out thing when he beats, like, a two-win team. And then this is what happens. He plays in a game where it matters, and he craps his pants, and they lose by 40. That's what happens every time he's in a meaningful game. He's a fraud QB. He's a bad QB. Or he's not bad, but he's just good enough to make you think he's good. And then important spots, he proves that he's actually not good enough. So um, I just want to rant because I really need it. I really wanted the Vikings to win that game. But whenever you have to rely on Kirk Cousins, uh, you're in trouble. So Yeah, to me, I watch, like, let's go Aaron Rodgers and let's go Tom Brady. Yeah. Let's go Patrick Mahomes. Those three guys. Yeah. Those guys are just winners. Like, they just find a way to win when it matters. They yeah. they play well when it matters. Um, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have done that in their careers. Um, yeah. Kirk Cousins is a guy that will play good uh, and, like, make good decisions for the most part. Yeah. And – uh, he has a great weapon in Justin Jefferson. Even Hawkinson has emerged as a good target for him yeah. too. Adam Thielen, uh, but he's just—he he just doesn't. Ha- he doesn't have too. that. Yeah, he has a good running back behind him. He just doesn't have that it factor for me. No, he's someone we talked about. Aaron, it feels like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. When you know, th- when they need to win. They always win. Yeah, right? that's that's the when difference. Kirk Cousins needs to win. He always loses, and it's like that's what makes him so infuriating. Is it's not like oh well, like you know he loses some, he wins. No, he never wins. Yeah, he never wins when it matters. He has won against a sh- like a a Saints team during COVID, like when we were on our missions. Like that's the one playoff. That's the one like. I swear the dude, you get him out of like one o'clock and the dude just can't even, can't even function. Yeah. He had two picks. He had, um, there was a point in the third quarter where there was double amount of yards returned in his interceptions than he had passing yards. 
and he got strip sacked twice. Um. So yeah, that that's more just me being frustrated because I really wanted to not be in this situation for the Lions. Because yeah. as you said, Aaron Rodgers wins these games. Yeah. Um. So that makes me really nervous. It's in Lambeau. Um. But I'm holding out hope that the Lions can at least ruin Green Bay season. And even if they can't, if it's just a good game that they lose to Aaron Rodgers in Week 18, and probably what's probably going to be prime time. I'm not going to be too mad because this Lions team is continuing to improve, continuing to get better. Next year is going to be where they're chasing division tight, a division title and um, playoff wins. This year, we're, we're kind of playing with house money here. And, Lions have nothing to lose. And we talked also, about that with TCU. You also it. want to at least do your best with what you can control. Yeah. So you can... If you win the game, but yet the Seahawks yeah. also win and the Seahawks move on, then you can live with that more. Yeah. Then like Remember oh. that game that uh, we were at your grandparents' house and I was mad. It was during general conference weekend and I was infuriated the whole time because the Lions defense couldn't stop the run. Yeah. That was against the Seahawks where they gave up 52 points. The problem is this Lions team, they were really bad at the beginning. They have caught absolute fire and improved and gotten much better. Um, and, you know, it may just – we may have dug ourselves into too much of a hole. And that Panthers loss, there's no margin for error, and we had one error. And, you know, if that's – I can live with that. Yeah. You know, I can live with that. And I especially can live with it if it's nice, Tulane tying the game against USC. But I can I, – I can live – I, I'm sure you get what I'm saying. Like, I have a bigger yeah. picture. Like, this game is yeah, huge. No. I want bad. But, like, we could lose a tight game. It will suck. But I will still be like, this Lions team's got greater things ahead of them. The first half of the season, if you're a Lions fan, and you're kind of thinking, is Dan Campbell, like, is really? Is the guy? Is he really, like, like, the guy? Second half of the season, it's like, okay, he should be our guy for the next few years. Yeah. And and we should buy into what he's selling, right? Because yeah. he, which I think people have, because I think, everyone likes him. Yeah, everyone wants to buy into what he's selling. Yeah, I think you know? that that's big. But it's like can't I guess instead of wanting, it's like can we? Yeah, like as much. I think it's similar to BYU with I love Kalani Satake as a football yeah. coach, and obviously, obviously the players really like him. Yeah, but it's like how it's. Can he make those hard decisions that will make the football team better? And he did. And and he did. Yeah. But it's the it's like the likable guy, but can we trust this likable guy? Yeah. Um, Agreed. So uh other than that, I mean Bills, Chiefs, Eagles are kinda looking vulnerable. Yeah, uh, I think if they don't have Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is the, the difference maker. And yeah. kind of similar to my Caleb Williams take, I believe I made a take earlier. If I didn't make the take, I, I at least thought it. Yeah. Or I didn't think Jalen Hurts was all that. Yeah, you've said that. I've said that, at least to you. I don't know so, if it's been on air. But I think he's real. I think he, he's, he's good. He's good. He's yes. a good quarterback. I don't think it's – it wasn't an unreasonable take to think he wasn't. I was very skeptical. Yeah, yeah I guess that's more. I was very skeptical. Yeah. And even when they were like six and zero, seven and zero, yeah, uh, 
and obviously that I don't know what the record is, but they're very good. To what they're doing, yeah, and I mean they're a well coached team. Um, Philadelphia is just—it's like you. It's nice to have them relevant, even though you know as East Coasters, and Philadelphia is somewhat close to us here in Richmond. By the way, we are in Richmond. Failed to mention that. This is the first time in six months where both of us are in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Incredible. That's Look yeah. how far we've come. Yeah. Uh, but the annoying fan base that is Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But it's fun to have them relevant. Yeah. It's fun to hate someone. Again, it's the Utah. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm so pumped for this game. I'm going to be the biggest I'm Nittany also, Lions I'm also fan. pumped that Tampa Bay is going to be in the playoffs. Because I want them to lose so bad. Yeah, and well, it's obviously oh, the NFC, is all these NFC teams. Like, I want all these NFC teams. Like, I want. I don't even need to want. I don't care about Minnesota. I don't even need to want them to lose because it doesn't matter because they will because yeah. they're not good. But like Philadelphia, you know, you generally want Philadelphia to lose. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, the Cowboys. You know, just like it's these big market teams that Giants. have very annoying fans. Yeah, Tampa Bay doesn't even have annoying fans. It's the it's Tom, Tom Brady. Brady fans. Yeah. And it's not so really against LeBron type. Yeah. Thing, again, know? it's not, I don't really have anything against LeBron, but naturally I want the underdog to yeah. win. And I feel like he is never the underdog. No. Same with Tom Brady. But the problem is there's going to be this manufactured, oh, well, Tom Brady is the adversity underdog. that, and it's like, well, made. no, he never is. Yeah. It doesn't matter if this team's eight and eight. Yeah. These, they're not, the, they're not, he's yeah. not an underdog. They might be the underdogs in the game, but let's not pretend that it's an upset yeah, if he wins. Exactly. Yeah, maybe that's a better way to put it. Yeah. It's never an upset. Yeah. And I definitely root for that when I, unless it's my team, obviously. Um, I like to root for chaos um, yeah. in all forms. So, other than that, um, do you want to do a lock of the week? Sure. Because yeah, yeah. Next, me and Ben will be traveling this weekend back to Provo, back to Utah. So I'm not 100% sure if we'll be able to do another episode mm-hmm. before. But let's just do a lock of the week. Speaking of locks of the week, I'm just going to – my reverse psychology from the last time I did a lock of the week, I was like the Beng- – it was Bengals versus Browns. I said the Bengals w- will for sure cover mm-hmm. against the Browns. But because of that, I'm going to pick the Browns. And sure enough, it reversed my reversed method. So, um, oh, Bills, Bengals, Monday Night Football tonight as well after the Rose Bowl. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, let's – we have a couple games Saturday, Chiefs, Raiders, Titans, Jags, Mm -hmm. Sunday. um, Honestly, the biggest games, Ravens, Bengals, that will be a big game. Uh, Lions, Packers, talked about that. Giants, Eagles. Browns, Steelers, too, as well. There's some pretty big games here. Uh, what's your lock of the week, if you had to pick one? I am going to go with the Saturday night game, Titans versus Jaguars. And I am going Titans plus six and a half, and I'm predicting that the Titans win this game. Uh, that That is surprising. That would be... It's just one of those things where Josh Dobbs is starting at quarterback for the Titans. They're really banged up. I think Derrick Henry didn't play last week, but he's going to play this week. I'm sure of it. Um, 
I'm just sort of of the opinion that every time we get excited about a different AFC South team, everything points in Jacksonville's favor. It's in Jacksonville. I think the Jags are better. It's just one of those games where it just feels like I think I think next year ends it. I think this is the last year, but it's one of those we're counting the Titans out. The Titans are going to dictate the game by having Derrick Henry run a, a, for you know 120 yards off 25 carries or something. The Titans win tight game, go to the playoffs, get killed, and then next year is when Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville take the AFC South spot with a more legit, maybe like a 10-win team next year with Jacksonville. But I'm I'm going with the Titans, and just because of every time I think someone else is going to do it, they burn me and prove me wrong, and I say that they're going to do it one more time. This is the last time, but they're going to do it. Funny enough, I was going to make that pick, but Jacksonville... Really, um, but I really I'm like your good take. About it then. I, yeah, <laughs> you should. You should. Um, you get what I mean, though. Everything. Totally. Like, I truly. I hundred percent. My 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 brain is telling me Jacksonville wins, but I just it's just it's You're, Tennessee. They own the rest of the AFC South. I I think one more time. Again, I don't think these things last forever. I just think it happens one more time. You know, you're starting to think a lot like me now. It's yeah. more of a trend. It's starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going off that. I like. Yeah. I like it. And honestly, I might. You might have convinced me there. More Titans. Yeah. So then I would go Jacksonville if I were you. <laughs> um, my gut. I'm going with my gut. Has it helped me this year at all? No. Um, my gut tells me Falcons minus three. It's uh, Fal- Buccaneers play in Atlanta. Spreads Atlanta minus three. I'm going Falcons. Yeah. Um, Tampa doesn't care. Tampa doesn't care. They're playing for nothing. And the Falcons. I wouldn't be shocked if, like, after like a quarter or two, Tom Brady, they're just like, eh, I'm gonna sit, or I'm just gonna not even try. You know. I really hope Algier gets a hundred yards. I think he will. He's be- good. Because then he'll get a thousand yards. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Jamal Williams only needs six yards. There'll be two BYU running backs with a thousand yards yeah. on the season, which is awesome. That a thousand awesome. rushing yards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Falcons have more to play for. Yep. Uh, I think a lot of the Bucks players will be sitting for yeah. resting, or if they play, they won't be giving it a hundred percent as they should. As you know, should. Like, exactly. Why risk it? Yeah, I'm going Falcons minus three. I think they win. I like that. Comfortably. I, I agree. Um, but as as we all know, it will not happen now. So congratulations to the Bucks. Yeah, finishing nine and eight, winning winning, winning season, winning season. No one in the regular season. Yeah. That. And then uh, they'll beat the Cowboys and then lose, so they can go be ten and nine. Overall. And then the Cowboys will then lose. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just man, mm-hmm. the script has already been written, dude. We should we should work for the NFL. And write these scripts, but other than that, yeah, I think we call it good. Yeah, let's call it good. good. Thanks for listening. Until next time.